Let us pray. Loving Father, we thank you, bless your holy name for this wonderful morning, the day that you've made for us to rejoice and to be glad. We ask that you will enrich us this morning as we listen to you. And as I share from your word, I ask that I decrease as you may increase in me. The words I share will not be my words, but your words. And this we pray through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Praise be to God. It's nice to see all of you uh, this morning. Uh, most of the time I come and sit somewhere in the corner. But I'm glad that this time around I'm here to share with you uh, what the Lord has prepared for us today. Greetings from St. Luke's Church in Tinda, and uh, we, they love you, and they know that uh, you, the church, you nurtured us as a couple, as a family. Uh, now we are also uh, exporting those blessings to them as we minister to them. Uh, by the grace of God also, uh, we happen to be caretaking in Aguru St. Peter's, uh, where our brother, the priest in charge, is now on leave, sick leave. We pray that God will restore him to good health as he battles with the, the pain and sickness that he goes through. Um, we are reading from John, John chapter 12, John chapter 12, John chapter 12, uh, we'll read from verse 34. John chapter 12, verse 34. The cloud spoke up. We have heard from the law that the Messiah will remain forever. So how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Then Jesus told them, you are going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. Whoever walks in the dark does not know where they are going. Believe in the light while you have the light so that you may become children of light. When he had finished saying, speaking, Jesus left and hid himself from them. Now, the, te the topic we have this morning is overcoming darkness, overcoming darkness. In Uganda, they call it Enzikiza, in Nyachitara, Umirma, darkness. I appreciate the provost and the team for accepting me to come uh, here. Um, my brother, Canon, senior Canon, it's nice to serve with you this morning. He's an early riser. He's always uh, been an inspiration on people who wake up very early. He's very smart in keeping time. So we, we salute you, our senior canon. We can all learn from you <laughs> for, for being able to keep time. Overcoming darkness. Now, what is darkness? What is darkness? I know some of you here fear darkness. There are some people who do not sleep until they are put on lights. And when there is no any small light anywhere in the corner, they will never sleep. 
So they fear darkness. So what is this darkness we are talking about? Darkness means total, the total absence of light. Where there is no light, there is darkness. Both can't live together. You either have light or darkness. So this time around, I use the word total, absence of light. That is where you find darkness and zikza, umirma. And uh, when we are talking about issues of the spirit, the language of the Bible, it also means wickedness, wickedness or evil or desires of sinful nature, or acts of the flesh, and zikiza. Now, wickedness, or evil, is what we also talk about when we're talking about the issue of darkness over enzikiza. Now, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 to 21, Paul tries to put a list of those things that uh, describe darkness or represent darkness and zikiza in a spiritual life or in the life of a believer, of a person. And this is what he says in, from verse 19. The acts of the flesh are obvious. And you remember I talked about darkness as acts of the flesh. And he says the acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, gifts of rage, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. And then at the end he says, those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, the kingdom of God is the kingdom of light. The kingdom of Satan is the kingdom of darkness. Now, when you live according to the standards of the kingdom of the darkness, you become a citizen of the kingdom of of Satan. When you ignore and put away or you overcome darkness you inherit the kingdom of light which is the kingdom of God. And that is why we say that believers walk in the light. Which means that they relate with their God, the God of light. They walk like children of the kingdom of light. It doesn't mean that they don't walk at midnight where there is no light, Lord shed everywhere. But we are talking about acts of the flesh. They walk in the truth. Now, what is the opposite of darkness? Light. 
Light is the opposite of darkness. As I told you earlier, you either have light or you have darkness. You are either a child of the kingdom of, the, of light or you belong to the kingdom of darkness. Now, light is a neutral agent that stimulates sight and makes things visible. In other words, you can't see until you have the opportunity of seeing when like, there is light. When there is no light, you will not see. If you walk in darkness, you are likely to fall in a pit. And in our city here, corners where there is darkness is where you find thieves. Because sometimes you'll come and you'll not see them until they are next to you. Now, when you have light, you can see. You can see things of the spirit. Things of the spirit are visible to you. Now, when you walk in darkness, you are short-sighted. You can only see where you are stepping. And you can easily make a mistake. And people who walk in darkness are spiritually short-sighted. They do not understand things of the spirit. They don't see things of the spirit. Because they are not revealed to them. Children of light have enjoy revelation. Revelation comes to the children of light. Things of the spirit are revealed to them. They have spiritual sight. They can see in the spirit. And friends, that is why you can be a professor. In theology, you can be a professor or a doctor in theology. But if you are spiritually blind, you lack revelation. And let me tell you that revelation is not an academic subject. Revelation is reserved to those, for those who see in the spirit. It does not matter their level of education. The Lord chooses to reveal it to them. Why? Because they can see in the spirit. Friends, light always dispels darkness. Where there is light, darkness will disappear. Where there is light, ignorance will disappear. Where there is light, short-sightedness will disappear. Where there is light, there is vision. We have so many leaders who lack vision. Why? Because they are people who walk in darkness and they are short-sighted. They can't see far. And sometimes they will lead their followers into the pit. Friends, Jesus is the light of the world. He came into this world as the light to the world that was dark, darkened. And those who follow him because his light will never walk in darkness. If you follow him, he is light. Children of light follow him. They do not walk in darkness because he is light. In him there is no darkness. When you read the scriptures, 
you realize that light is always symbolic of God and his holiness. Hallelujah. The holiness of God. On the other hand, darkness symbolizes three things that I've already mentioned, which I will summarize in three points. One is that it symbolizes evil. Two, Darkness symbolizes ignorance. Three, darkness symbolizes sin. Evil, ignorance, and sin. When people say, Tunula, it doesn't mean you don't have eyes. Probably they actually see you do not understand. Weza doesn't mean that you can't see. You need glasses. It means you have, your eyes can't see. Your spiritual eyes can't see. There is a sense of ignorance. Friends, Jesus came to this world to shine light on all the above forms of darkness. He shines light to evil. He shines light to ignorance. He shines light to sin. And Zikzai HB disappears. And when you read John chapter 14, verse 6, listen to the words of Jesus Christ himself, saying, I am the way, the truth, the light. I am the way, I am the truth, I am the light. No one comes to the Father except through him. That is very clear in scripture. Because he is the light, you can't see the way until you have the light. Praise be to God. You can't see the way. You cannot see the truth. There are people whose minds are darkened. Darkened. They have read books after books. They have researched the novels after another. But their minds are darkened. So what they have in their minds is not wisdom, but darkness. They are simply clever devils. They are darkened. All that they have in their mind is darkness. And sometimes they pass on that darkness to other people. They call it wisdom, but it is darkness, total darkness, because it lacks the truth and the light. I have good news for us this morning, friends, that the light, Jesus himself that came into the world, came with one mission, to alleviate our misery and suffering caused by our own choice of sin. That misery is no longer, the, your comfort is no longer your, 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 your bedroom, no. I mean misery is not your comfort. Misery is not your portion. Suffering is not your portion, no. Suffering and misery are not caused by God. It's because of our own choice of sin. And people will tell you, 
if God is good, why, why is it that people are suffering out there? Can't he see that people are suffering? How about misery? It is our choice of sin that causes misery and suffering into the world. Friends are people who were once doomed to destruction are now given hope because of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give him a hand clap of praise. That those who are seated in the you know, confines of misery, suffering here and there, destined to destruction, Jesus, the hope of glory, shows up to change their story. Jesus is our story changer. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2, the Bible declares that the people walking in darkness, we like reading this in, uh, uh, towards the Easter. <laughs> we like reading this towards Easter. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. And those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. Hallelujah. The shadow of death the psalmist in Psalm 23 also talks about the shadow of death. And when I read the scripture, I enjoy the fact that sin has, I mean, death has no power because it is only a shadow. I do not know the name of the language, I mean, the language, the, the, the word you use for shadow in your language. But in Luganda, there is what they call HC Kirize. Shadow. You know, Chsikirize is not always permanently there. It, it moves with the movement of the sun. When the sun comes, it disappears. It goes to another corner. Huh? In Unyasta, they call it a Chibunda. The Chibunda doesn't step forever, no. When the sun shows up, a Chibunda disappears. It can only come when there is a cloud that is hanging in the air. But they will say, this time is a chibunda. In the next few minutes, the sun will show up. In fact, right from the scripture in Isaiah chapter 9, even read Psalm 23, you will discover that death has no power. It's only a shadow. <laughs> it is only what? A shadow. Death has no power, it's only what? A shadow. And it will disappear. And that is why we trust in a God who removes the shadows of death. And because of the light that came, even death has no power. When the light comes, death disappears. No wonder he went among the dead because of that light. He overcame the powers of death. Death that was like, uh, you know, destruction to people because of the light. Death became like a shadow. That you and I can only go through that shadow. That we only sleep in death, we never die. And that is the hope we have, that even those who have left before us, they have not died it, was, it is only a shadow. Death has been defeated. In other words, through the death of Christ, 
death died. Amen? <laughs> hey! Uh -uh. The death of Christ pronounces the death of death. That death has no power over those who believe in him. And that is what light can do. John chapter 12, John chapter 8, verse 12. Jesus Christ confirms this scripture in Isaiah chapter 9. And then he says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And friends, this connects us clearly and very well to the text I read for you in John chapter 12, verse 35 and 36. And allow me to read these two verses again. Jesus told them, you are going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. Whoever walks in the dark does not know where they are going. Believe in the light while you have the, the light so that you may become children of light. My brothers and sisters, we must walk in the light while we have it because our time on earth is short. Our time on earth is limited. That's why the Bible uses the word while. It is unfortunate that some of us live in this world as if we are here permanent. While you live. No wonder the right of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 12, he says, there is nothing for better for men than to be happy and do good while they live. I think Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 12. There is nothing better for men. There is nothing better for women than to do two things, to be happy and do good while they live. Remember, your life is just a while on earth. You are not here forever. Your life is limited. And friends, God's throne of grace is now and for a little while. That is why we have to know that while you are here, while you exist this side of eternity, you experience the grace of God and this grace of God is for a while. While you live. There is no, there is no chance for repentance of those who have departed. If you die, you will not confess. Sometimes people bring bodies here. I say, Pray for him so that they may go to heaven. <laughs> ah, that is a deception. We have no business with this body. This is a tent that has come here. It is a jar of clay. This one is supposed to rot. Some of it that has stayed for five days that actually started rotting. Pray for him to go to heaven. My friend, my brother, my sister, you make your choice for heaven while you're still alive. While? While you exist this side of eternity. While you move. The decision you have make, not made now, you will not make it while you have gone. 
A dead body does not make a decision. You make that choice while you live. And while it's simply like a coma, while you live, you are not here forever. Your life and my life here on earth, we are limited. Friends, sooner than later, God's throne of grace will be displaced by his other throne of judgment. We know him as a God of mercy, but he's also Jehovah Maka, the Lord who smites, the Lord who punishes. And in Matthew 25, verse 31, if you read that text, you discover that Jesus is coming back not as a savior this time around. He's coming back as a judge. <laughs> uh -uh. He is leaving the other throne of mercy. Now he is coming with his other throne. A throne of judgment. He is coming as a judge to judge the living and the dead. He is coming to separate sheep and goats. Time is coming for that to be seen. My day and your day, my brother, my sister, of opportunity is now at hand. Remember someone once said that if you keep in step with God, be out of step with the world. You cannot be here and there. You are either saved or you are not saved. You are either a child of light or you are a child of darkness. And this morning you can decide to belong to one side. If you are in darkness, go total darkness. If you are a child of light, go total light. Go into the light of God. And friends, let's make good use of our limited time to the glory of God. Paul says this in Galatians 6, verse 7 to 10. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please his sinful nature, from that nature will reap destruction. That is what you reap when you sow sinful nature. The one who sows to please the spirit, from the spirit will reap eternal life. So you either reap eternal life or you reap eternal destruction. In other words, all of us here will reap. <laughs> all of you will reap whether you like it or not. Because all of you have tried to sow. Whichever seed you are, let me tell you, you will reap. And friends, let us become let us not become weary in doing good. And that's what the scripture still says. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Hallelujah. Therefore, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to all people. Let us do good. And that is what even Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 12 says. Let us do good. And this goodness is not to a few, to all people. Let me tell you, we live at the time where we like segregating people. You are in that company, there are people you favor against the other people. 
When you are sitting at that panel, there are names you are looking for against the other names. The Bible is saying, let us do good to all without discrimination. Children of light do not discriminate against one another. Listen to what he says again. Therefore, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Not to your tribe. Not to your clan. Not to your family members. Not to your village mates. Not to your country mates. He's actually saying to all believers. Allow me to conclude with these three points. What is our take home today? Number one, Jesus is the light of the world. Let us walk in the light, not in darkness. You can point that one down and you remember it even when you go home. It summarizes what I've said. And you can put Ephesians 5.11. Have no fellowship with the sinful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. That is what the word of God declares. Point number two. Our time for opportunity is now. Hallelujah. Our time for opportunity is now, today. Let us not be careless and waste our time, waste our lives with works of darkness. No. That is why the psalmist in 90 verse 12 says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. You live as a wise child of the kingdom. And lastly, pray that many will desire to be sons of light. There are those who choose to follow the other side. Pray that you and I and your families will desire to follow this path. They will be followers of Christ. They will be partakers of the kingdom of light, not the kingdom of darkness. May the good Lord help us in this season that we will walk as children of light, not children of darkness. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we bless your name this morning. We honor you because you are the reason why we came here. We did not come here to just see our friends. Father, we did not come here to look at one another's face. We came here because of you. We thank you that you are the reason why we live this side of eternity. You are the reason why we move and have our being. And Lord, we make commitment this morning that because we came and you are a God, the king of the kingdom of light, we decide in our hearts this morning to belong to this kingdom, to walk in this kingdom. And maybe you, you are here. There are those of you who are following us online, part of us, part of our worshipers online. You are saying, Lord, I want to remain in the kingdom of light. 
And there are those who are saying, Lord, I have been this side of the kingdom of darkness. I want to cross to the kingdom of light. And you are there this morning. And as I've read the acts of the flesh, the acts of darkness, there are some areas in your life where you can mark yourself here and there and there and there and there. And you are saying this morning, I am committed, Lord, to change. I am tired of this nature. I am tired of walking in darkness. I am tired. Yes. The Lord will receive you this morning. He can remove that veil of darkness from your eyes, from your face. He can remove that veil of ignorance from your face. He can remove that veil of evil from your face. He can remove that veil of sin from your face. Yes, he can open your eyes to see things of the spirit. He's a God of revelation. He can reveal himself to you in a new way. Because the word declares that the classified information of the kingdom are revealed to those that fear him. That you will be able to open your, eye, your eyes to see. People see you walking with eyes, but you don't see things of the spirit. They are hidden from you. You walk in darkness. People see you as an educated man and woman, but you are short-sighted. Things of the spirit are not revealed to you. You may be a religious person, short-sighted. I pray that God will remove that veil this morning. And you are saying, Lord, remove this veil. Remove it, Lord, I want to see. Like Patamas had to cry out, Lord, I want to see. And may the Lord open not just your physical eyes, but your spiritual eyes. That you may see, like but I might say that I can see that when he comes into your situation, you can see. Father, this morning we choose to follow you. And you are here, maybe you are saying, I want to recommit my life to Christ. And you are listening to this voice, you are saying, Lord, I want to commit my life to you. Oh, I want to commit my life to you. You can repeat these words after me. Lord Jesus, I choose to follow you. I am tired of darkness. I am tired of darkness. I have decided to follow you because you are the light. Lord, I want to see you. Forgive me of all my sins. Write my name in the book of life. And from today, I'm no longer a child of the kingdom of darkness. I am no longer a citizen of the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of Satan. I decide this morning that I will continue as the kingdom of, in the kingdom of light as a child of God. Father, I thank you for that 
child that prayed this prayer this morning. May you, Lord, fill them with your Holy Spirit. Spirit of the living God, the spirit of light, take over. Take over that vachum where they have moved in darkness. Take over, Lord. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.